Welcome to Coffee and Conversation, a podcast that's all in the name. Good coffee with great conversation. Here's your host, Larry Vincent. All right. Welcome to the Coffee and Conversation podcast. I am your host, Larry Vincent. And with me today on this very special episode is a very good, close, personal friend of mine. At least he likes to pretend to be. Uh, Matt Crossman, who is our youth minister, student minister. What is the actual like title you prefer? I don't have a preference, really, because... Basically, people come in and they have their own name for whatever I do from whatever church they came from or their background. And so I don't care. I work with teenagers, so you can go with that. Just as long as people don't say something to the effect of, oh, so you're the youth guy. When are you going to get into real ministry? (laughs) (laughs) I don't, yeah, you can call it whatever you want. As long as you call it real ministry. As long as you recognize that I actually do. A good job. Okay, so so just brainstorming here. <laughs> Let's just throw out your next business card. Uh, Matt Crossman, the real pastor of the teens. Uh, no, that's too long. I think we need to do something to the effect of Matt Crossman, the best pastor ever. <laughs> ah, man, you definitely think this song is about you, don't you? I do. You do? I do. All right, yeah. I'm really not this arrogant in real life, those of you who are listening. <laughs> I'm actually very humble. There's nobody humble in me. Everybody agrees. Oh, wow. That was a good Trump impression. Right. That was. No, that's not even starting a Trump impression. That was more like a mix of Trump and Moses. So. Trump and Moses. I didn't know you were getting with Moses there. That's not bad. All right, well, you didn't know that? No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. Uh, I, I really don't know my Bible. It's it's. Well, I'm, you're just a connections pastor. I'm just a connections pastor. Right. So, well, welcome to the podcast, man. Your, your debut. I know, right? I've been wondering if I'd ever make it on here if I wasn't cool enough or not. So, yeah. I mean, your audience doesn't really care what, you know, fake pastors like youth ministers do. <laughs> right. They want real guys who are, like, like cool. And, yeah, yeah. You know, they're senior ministers or they preach a lot. Yeah, well, you know, hey, you, you're cool in my heart, man. <laughs> well, that's all that matters. You're cool in my heart. And, and my wife thinks I'm cool. And my, my kids think you're cool. Especially, oh, well, that's good. Especially you the go. ones in, in your youth ministry. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. They uh, keep coming back and it doesn't seem like you're making them. So. Uh, yeah, well, I am. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen, uh, before we get into why you're here, uh, let's, uh, let's do uh, the tradition that we always do here at uh, Coffee and Conversation uh, the first sip. Now, uh, Matt, it, it, uh, you're drinking a cold brew yep. uh, from Starbucks. I. Uh, actually just have a regular black blonde coffee so wow. uh, so that's that's all I'm drinking today so right. let's let's drink to it my friend that's I mean good stuff good as always right. you know uh, I did I did get the, uh, the the special red cup today uh, mm-hmm. from 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 Starbucks so that was you know I saw uh, them breaking all those out today oh yeah yeah, yeah they were a madhouse madhouse so all right man well let's we're I know we're having a lot of fun at the beginning, but we're about to talk about something really serious. <laughs> yeah, something very sad. <laughs> yeah, so for uh, for the listeners' benefit, uh, for those of you who have not heard the news yet, uh, last night it was uh, revealed, I, I believe, uh, churchleadership.com uh, or Charisma, uh, uh, Charisma Magazine, I actually think, is the one who broke the story, mm-hmm. uh, mentioned last night that John Christ... Comedian, Christian comedian, uh, was uh, accused uh, of sexual harassment. Yeah. Uh, and uh, two, two, is it two women came out or multiple women came out? I mean, there are two main stories it sounds yeah. like, but then there, because of those two stories, it sounds like, and I, and if, if I'm wrong on this, forgive me, but then the, there are, there's the implication because of those stories right. involved a lot of other women. I think they actually ended up with like five specific stories. Yes. They started out with two. And That's then, right. But then among those five, there's the implication there's a lot more than that. Right. That's happened. And John Christ uh, uh, then responded saying, while not everything that has come out is true, uh, the, 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 larger story of the allegations are true mm-hmm. um, he, he asked for forgiveness he repented uh, you know and we'll get into that here in a minute um, but he repented he asked for forgiveness he's canceled all of his future tour dates mm-hmm. uh, so he can focus on this part of his life right that's a pretty fair assessment I'd say so yeah. okay right alright so the reason why we're doing this podcast is not to gossip about John Christ uh, but to talk about this this prevalent um, uh, idea or issue, I guess issue, 
of uh, prominent Christian people, whether that be leadership of church mm-hmm. or whether that be uh, Christian celebrities like John Christ, uh, and, and getting wrapped up in these kind of scandals. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like in the wake of the Me Too movement, in the wake of the Church Too movement, uh, which is the church version of the Me Too movement. Because um, we can't come up with anything on our own. No, no. We, <laughs> we, always want to do the we have to Christianize everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that in the wake of all these things, that it, that this deserves a response. Right. Right? So, so when you first saw uh, the news yesterday, Matt, um, and, and you read the article, what were your first impressions overall? You know, I mean, when I first heard it, uh, I mean, and the way I heard it was, you know, I was doing what a lot of people do. I was scrolling through Facebook. Right. And I saw the title of the article. Right. And that was all I saw. And in that moment, I didn't have time to sit down and read it. But as soon as I read it, I was like, my first response was, oh, no. Yep. Here we go. Yep. And call that a callous response. Uh, and, and, some, and it is. I, I'm not going to lie. That's kind of a callous response response to something that is very sad but this isn't the first time this kind of thing has happened i mean in this this is unfortunate in so many ways and i was very sad to hear it and then you then my mind runs to all the is it really true right you know could this be just somebody saying something to get to him then it, then it was like what's his response going to be so that was kind of my initial feeling. I don't think anything that I was thinking is probably any different than any other people. I've listened to his material, yeah, um, you know, and I find a lot of his things funny. Um, I actually have to take, ironically, I have to take him in small doses because some of his stuff I I get a little annoyed with after a while. Yeah, uh, for but sure. Th- but then other things like it just uh, he obviously is a very talented individual. Yeah, um, he has a great uh, way of being able to look at things and then make them funny, which you know. That's a com- what a comedian does. Right. Um, take the standard and then point out the silliness, and that's and he had a great talent at that. Um, but then to see something like this is just really disappointing. Yeah, for it's, sure. It, I mean, and and then you wonder about you know, well, what are the people who are affected by this going through? Yeah. You know, and you know, I don't think I had any response to it. There's any different than anybody else. No, you know, you, you talked about the uh, the here you go moment. <laughs> You know, uh, and, and I, li- I like how you put that because it, you, you, I got when I first read the article and I saw when I saw what what had happened, uh, I had this deep gut response like, oh, oh no, right? You know, uh, because of the influence this man has. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he was as popular as Chick Fil A. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and this guy was huge. You yeah. know, and and to see. To see that you know that fall from that fall from grace, you know, and and like you, you you always enter into this thing hoping that it's not true, right? Right. But then I read his response, mm-hmm. and I read how he how he addressed it, and I was like, yeah, well, all right, there you go, you know, and and, and I remember I sat there for a minute because I wanted to say something. I wanted to respond to something because I know I knew how people were going to react outside of the church. Right. Right. Uh, and, and I feel like that's probably more the oh no comes. Yeah. From. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's it's more the like how oh, great so people are going to use this. Yeah. This one individual who has done this and when I say one individual I re- I recognize that there are there have unfortunately been lots of people in the church who've done things of this nature. But, you know, people are going to point to this and say, like, see, this is what Christians are like, and so therefore they're all liars. Which yeah. is is completely unfair from any for any group. I mean, I can't I can't point to other groups and say, like, well, here's this one bad person. Because you can find bad people in any group. Yeah. You know, and point to them as, say, like, that's the only, you know, that's the way they all are. No, that's not true. But at the same time, that's still the reaction. Like, ah, what this, this is... Okay, so now I got to do this. Well, you know, and let me uh, let me push back a little bit on that. And this is not exactly where we wanted to go with this conversation, but let's let's just ask the question and see what happens. You know, I, I agree with you uh, that I think people are going to make stereotypical um, opinions based upon what happened with John Christ, and 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 I want to and I want to you know explore that a little bit more here in just a moment, uh, but. 
I, you know, I do think that we do that as well as Christians, you know, when we see, uh, or not just even Christians, but in a different context, every Muslim's a terrorist. Um, you know, I, I've heard that before, right? Mm -hmm. um, sure. You know, uh, uh, or fill in the blank. You know, every uh, every person in in uh, you know in addiction uh, can never fix themselves. You know, I mean, th th there's always something kind of stereotypical right. that comes out, and, and, and I agree with you. That shouldn't be the case, right? On any one of us, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and and on the same on the same uh, on the same wave as Christians, we can't look at John Christ and go, well. You know, I guess this is another one. You know, uh, we have we have to be able to treat this, don't you think, uh, with the same grace and mercy that we get treated through with with our own sin. Right. Absolutely. I, I mean, it, I I'm not I I'm I'm looking at this more almost in like two separate issues. Yeah. You know, because on the one hand, you look at it from the outsider's perspective, and you're concerned with how does the church look right now obviously you can take that way too far which we're going to get into yeah yeah because yeah, there's sure. a lot of this a lot of what from what i understand so far about this situation uh a lot of what's happened is because people were thinking only on that level right yeah and so and that is absolutely wrong yeah however it still exists yes and, it and again also with. stating earlier like i said like it's just kind of a gut level reaction right, right. um but uh also at the same time I think to the best way to avoid that kind of thinking when it comes to any group, you know, whether it be another religion, whether it be a philosophy, political ideology, yes, you got you need to remove yourself away from the individual and you need to ask yourself what is the baseline belief, yes, of yes. whatever that whatever the thing may be or the situation, like you you mentioned, um, addiction in general, people or dealing with uh, mental illness or something of that nature. You know, yeah, stereotypes exist because there's some truth to them. However, what is the baseline issue? That's what we need to get to. And that, especially as Christians, that's what we should be asking. That's what Jesus did. Right. I mean, right. you know, just, he said, you know, you, you shouldn't commit adultery, but actually you need to get to deal with the lust. Yeah, exactly you know? right. It's like if you've lusted after one, you've already committed adultery. So you've got to deal with that yeah, and before so, it becomes an issue. So it becomes the heart of the matter rather than, rather than uh, you know, the individual... Um, you know, storyline, right. right? What's behind that whole thing, right? You know, and and, and you know, look, I mean, uh, you're right. This is happening. Yeah, uh, this is something that needs to be needs to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. uh, and and yet, at the same time, we can't we can't bunch the entire church uh, into the John Christ, uh, you know, uh, sin or issue. Right, uh, and, and and so you know when I when I wrote my response yesterday on my Facebook page, mm -hmm. you know I, I just I felt compelled to say this doesn't disprove Christ. Right, right. This just proves our need for Christ even more. Right, <laughs> you know because John uh, admitted that this was his sin. Right, that this was mm -hmm. this was him. Uh, you know this was his flesh wanting mm -hmm. to do. Do, do his own thing, right? Right, and that he needed to work on that, and he has denied. He even said he denied his, not denied his faith, but he he went against what he believes, right? Right, um, and so that was, you know, that was vastly important to hear, right? And that's also, I think, my wife and I were talking about this um, the other night, and one of the things that I pointed out in our discussion was, I just. I wanted to know, how do you get to this point? If you read, I don't want to go into all the details of what actually happened and what he's been accused of. Right. Um, but when you look, we, the things that, that have happened, for, first off, are not illegal technically. He has not done anything that no. was arrestable. It's no. an arrestable offense. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's nothing of that nature. I mean, uh, you could even argue that some of the things that are listed here that he's been accused of, even if he was working in a business that had certain policies, he probably wouldn't be fired because of them. Right. Uh, that, so, and again, I'm not trying to make it sound like it's not a big deal. I'm just, I'm, I'm pointing out the trouble here. But at the same time, these things are not something you just wake up in the morning and decide, I'm going to go do this. Right. And what I said to my wife was, is like, what makes me feel bad and wonder is, how did he get here? Yeah. Like how many time like how many things happened prior to this to get to this point? Yeah. And I think that's also as we discuss this, it's one of the things that we need to kind of really be thinking about. Like 
It's the same thing that we talk about in the ministry. Like nobody wakes up in the morning and says, "I'm going to have an affair today." Yeah, I'm going to cheat on my wife and destroy my family. Yeah, you know, nobody does that. Yeah, like it's you know, it, you start at something much much smaller. Right, and it builds up. Exactly right. And the things that he described also, the way he talked about what he was dealing with, he said, "This is my sin." Um, yes, but you're also describing an addiction. Right. And while it's not cocaine or crystal meth, right. he's acting out as someone who's addicted. I know this is wrong. Yeah. I know this is harmful to me, but I'm not stopping. And, and he did admit the addiction. Okay. okay. So The I'm article does talk about that. Okay. Uh, and the fact that he's mentioned before that he's had an addiction issue right. and uh, and that it's inferred that it is, it, it's, you know, sexual addiction. Right. You know, and, and you know, I, and I like what you said. I mean, as far as Legality. There's no. There's no. He didn't. He did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. But morality is a different issue, right? And and especially as a Christian. Yeah. And this transcends John Christ at this point because right. then you start thinking about Bill Heibel, right? Uh, the mega church pastor from um, Willow Creek. Willow Creek. Yeah. Right. Who was uh, accused of an affair over however many years with his secretary, right? right. Um, or you start talking about, uh, you know, the other uh, Christian leaders. You know, you, you can name a whole bunch of them. Well, I mean, I grew up in several situations. Right, exactly I mean, right. I, I had multiple, multiple events right. um, before I was even out of high school yeah. uh, that happened of, of impropriety among pastors. And then even, um, you know, uh, early on in my ministry. Yeah. I mean, I've experienced that firsthand. I've seen the hurt and pain that these things cause. Right. Um, and I not only to those who are directly affected, but just the people in the church. Right. Um, who then just are left wondering why. Exactly why right. And, and listen, you know, and, and, and I've been, I've seen the same thing. I've seen the same issues. And, and it even came to a, uh, to a point this morning, I was just flipping through Facebook and I saw an article on the Indie Star, Indie Star, about a youth pastor who has been accused uh, down in uh, 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 one of the southern cities in Indiana. I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, who just got accused? Evansville? No, it's uh, yeah. The accusation happened in Evansville, but there's other cities. Uh, you know, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. Anyway, that he got accused of uh, of improper relationships. Uh, with two of his former youth as adults. So there was no legal issue, right. but there was a moral issue. Right. And this was 17 years ago, and they're coming out with it now, and it's like, good golly. You know? And, and, and you know, it's funny because as as much as I disagree politically uh, with, uh, you know, certain, certain individuals, you know, and I, there's some things I disagree with with Mike Pence. One of the things that Mike Pence got... Uh, ringed about that uh, that he really shouldn't have is the fact that he follows the Billy Graham rule. Right. Right? Uh, and, and, and for those of our listeners who don't understand the Billy Graham rule, it's simple. Billy Graham that made a rule that he would never be alone with a woman uh, that was not his wife or his daughter, uh, uh, daughters, I think, mm-hmm. uh, and, and uh, that uh, if he had to counsel a woman, it would be open door or it would... You know, uh, have somebody else in have the room. somebody else in the room. I think even now this might have been one of the this might be one of those kind of like urban legend kind of things. Though I really honestly wouldn't put it past being wouldn't surprise me if it was true. But supposedly he would even in uh, when he was traveling, yeah, he would have people come with him so that when he went to his hotel room, he was not the first one to enter the room. Yeah, um, because of concerns of. People just suggesting things right. or even attempting to try to, right. you know, put him in situations that could later be used as a as an attack against right. him. Or and, you know, I, while I don't necessarily think that is necessary, yeah, to right. that extreme, um, I, I I at least can respect the desire to remain above reproach. Yeah, exactly right. Because here's the thing, right? Because you know, uh, people are like, well, why would he do that? He doesn't trust people. No, it's not that at all. It's that that uh, we don't want to give off the hint that there's anything immoral or wrong mm-hmm. going on, and you know what? As as bad as uh, the sexual sin is in the church, mm-hmm. you know, and all these examples that we can point to, you know, mm-hmm. if we if a pastor gets accused, rightfully or wrongfully, mm-hmm. of this kind of stuff, uh, career over. Right. Oh yeah. Career over. Right. Uh, you know, and and I know a lot of people. I mean. 
there's evidence even to point that you could disagree with that because this, this pastor, especially with the Indy Star one, um, you know, the church has tried to cover up. The church is now being accused of covering up the whole thing. Uh, you know, uh, I, I've seen churches do it the opposite where they've handled it well, you know. But, you know, we don't want uh, to put anybody in that position, mm-hmm. you know, to where they feel taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Um, or they feel, you know, that an imp- something improper is going to happen. And so, you know, that's, we, I don't know about you. I, I, th- I think it's true, though. I, I think you'll agree that over our careers as ministers, even as volunteers in the church, um, this issue of sexual purity and above reproach has been pushed pretty hard. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my my uh, my youth ministry professor uh, uh, professors, I have two in in college, uh, and I was in college from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand four. Um, you know, both had very long discussions about this is the way you operate. You know, right. you never you never counsel someone of the opposite sex alone. Um, in all situations, avoid being alone with. You know, students of both sexes, especially when it comes to minors. Right. Um, you know, it just, you know, don't, you know, if, unless there's some absolute avoidance, an impossibility of avoiding it, you know, always try to make sure you're not alone with kids. Right. Um, you know, it, it, with, with cell phones coming about, there's been workarounds, and, and I've had this situation before where uh, it came about where I had uh, to take a student home for one reason or another, and it was just me. And so I just called up my wife on the phone. Yeah, I've done that before. You know, I just said, just, and I don't tell the students this because, like, I don't want to make them feel awkward, um, but it's just to, hey, I'm. I'm taking this kid home. Hey, how's it going? You know, yeah. just chit chat along the way until they're out of the car. Um, just because, again, all it, as you said, all it takes is one accusation. Yeah. And and as you said before, in the Mike Pence situation, he did get reamed for that. And people said like, oh, well, he just he just doesn't trust himself to ever be around people. And do you know what? That's that's just in my mind that that's just so horribly sad mm-hmm. that people would take somebody who's like, look, I just want to try to do the right thing, right? You know, and you can like him or hate him, and, and but he was just trying to do, I at least in that situation, yeah. saying, look, I'm just trying to make it so that I don't make a mistake and that somebody else doesn't make a mistake, and that hey, as a public figure, which so many people in ministries are public, they're small public figures, but you're a public figure, yeah. Um, are trying to make it so that everything that I've done doesn't get come into question because of one statement. Right. And, you know, and, and the, 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 the way I've always explained it to people, uh, you know, uh, is, is like, look, I, I respect you enough as an individual. And this is if I'm talking to a, a woman who wants to meet, right, a friend. Um, I say, like, I respect you enough to, uh, to do this in a way that's above reproach because I don't want other people thinking things that aren't true, mm-hmm. right? Because because it's not it's not between the person that you're working with; it's between the people that see you, mm-hmm. right? Because that's how that's how that's how rumors start, right? right. Uh, and so if they think that there's something improper, you know, one person says something, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're sleeping with her, and it's like no, 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 no. That's why we do these things. Now I, I take I don't uh, I listen to the Billy Graham rule to a degree, right? Like I meet in public, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with women. You, you know, uh, to to you know, talk with them, to counsel them, whatever. But it has to be in public, right? You know, where everyone's seeing what's going on and things mm-hmm. like that. You know, it, there's nothing. You know, I see nothing wrong with that. You know, uh, if I counsel uh, a woman, if somebody asks to come in and talk, doors always opened, right? Right. You know, uh, there's somebody else in the building. Mm-hmm. You know, those are just things that we do to show respect, mm-hmm. not because we don't trust, but to show respect to the other person. So you and I, you know, and many other ministers out there, mm-hmm. probably a majority of ministers out there, um, you know, have these kind of standards. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Well, how, how, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, he was raised in a pastor's family, Yes, right? he was. And, 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 and let's just talk, uh, John, Chris, and everyone, you know, who's fallen into this trap. Uh-huh. How do we get from this careful walk in ministry uh, to make sure we're above reproach, to you know, to what happened with these with these men. Well, and and that's that's basically exactly the question that I was saying earlier when I asked my wife. Yeah, and and she even pointed out that she said you had you in those time wherever you started you have so many times 
where you can ask for help or confess it and get out. And, and obviously, I'm in complete agreement with that. Um, I think, you know, it's it, I, the biggest problem, I think, is that we have these rules, we have these regulations, we have these processes that we set up to protect ourselves. Yeah. But those will not save us spiritually. Mm. If we are not spiritually in line with wanting to do right. Yeah. Which means that we are being guided by God's spirit in what we are doing. None of that other stuff matters. Now, am I saying that I'm not, I'm not judging whether or not John is a Christian? Or that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that when we start to fall into sin, mm-hmm. none of the other things that we do will matter. So, so let's 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 dive that dive into that a little bit more. You know, um, Rich Mullins. Okay. Okay. Uh, Rich Mullins. Uh, for those of you who don't know, famous Christian artist, uh, singer, singer songwriter from the '90s, died in a in an accident. Uh, struggled with alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if you've ever seen uh, the movie Ragamuffin, which highly recommend if you've never seen it, uh, he, they talk about his struggle with alcohol. Uh, his and, and and even though he had a strong faith, he still struggled. He fell hard, but he believed hard. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so can that translate into something like John Chris? Can we say that? Uh, that yes, uh, John admits this is an addiction, sexual addiction. Yes, he's repentant. Uh, does that neg- does that mean his faith is weak because uh, he's struggling with that? I'm not sure that we can ever answer that question yeah. because yeah. really the only thing that will answer that is time. Yeah. Um, right now he's put out this statement. Some people like it. Some yeah. people feel it's. Not enough. You know, or not enough, or it's, yeah. you know, oh, it was written by a lawyer, you know. And you know what? And, you know, either way, he might, I'm sure he had a publicist help him write it out. Oh, I'm I, sure. That's, does that mean it's genuine or not? We won't know, because the only thing that will tell is time. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the process that the Bible sets up for bringing people to repentance within the church pretty much lays out it's going to take time. Yes. You know, and what I'm talking about is, I believe it's in uh, 1 Corinthians. And I, I apologize that I don't have the exact scripture uh, in, in mind. Uh, but basically where it says, if a person is sinning within the church, they are to be confronted. If they deny it, then you bring two or three witnesses, mm-hmm. uh, which also brings us to one of my biggest pet peeves, misused Bible passages, because wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in their midst. Uh-huh. Folks, it has nothing to do with worship or prayer or anything like that. It has everything to do with church discipline. <laughs> anyway. Rant over. Rant over. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> From there, uh, you know, then if the person still denies it, then you bring the elders in to, you know, and, and yeah, the right. leadership of the church to confront them on it. If they still refuse... You bring before the congregation, and if they still refuse to repent, then you treat them as an unbeliever. Right. And, you know, in this particular instance, so far, John has been confronted. Mm-hmm. He is admitting, saying yes, and supposedly he's getting help. Now, step two is, will he actually do it? Yeah. Because supposedly he's done this before. Yes. In this, at least on a little more quiet level. Right. Um, and, you know... So let me let me let me dive let me ask that uh, dive into that a little bit more because it, it's really funny you bring up that text because that text was used in that Indie Star article I read today. Oh, really? uh, uh, Not by the reporter, but by the uh, the accusers because here's what they said happened. They said that that uh, the the senior pastor or the person that they, they they came to to talk about this said, well, have you followed the biblical mandate? Have you gone to them one on one? Have you you know yada, 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 right? And they, and according to the accusers, mm-hmm. they use that in a manipulative way mm. to get them to cover up, you know, to cover up the, the scandal. Because here's the deal. In a, in, a, in a sexual harassment type deal or when a leader, exi- uh, you know, imposes uh, their influence over them to get sexual favors or whatever, you know, uh, I wouldn't dare say go confront Right, the accuser one on one. Right, I would never say that. So, so how do we, how, what do we teach our 
our people, especially as a youth minister, right? right. How do you teach your teenagers when something happens like this uh, to follow a biblical model while still being safe? Uh, you know, in their uh, in their accusations or however you want to put that. Right. You know, it's. Yeah, I know that's such a. Mess. What, what you all just what you all just heard was a deflation of a youth minister. <laughs> well, you know what's really crazy about this thing is two weeks ago I actually preached a sermon to my youth group about um, I was doing a series called Anti Heroes of the Bible right. and my last lesson was uh, the last anti hero that I discussed um, was actually I said me and I made the concept of that, you know, we are all anti-heroes of the Bible, because the Bible is about the story of God redeeming sinful man. We are all sinful human beings, and we need right. God to save us. And I took that angle and to say that you cannot put me as a leader on a pedestal. I will fail you. Right. You know, and not to say, not to say that I'm, it's going to come out that I did everything like John and Chris. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I am saying is that I'm going to fail because I will disappoint you in some way. Maybe I, I will say something that might hurt your feelings accidentally. Right. I might you I might have said that I was going to be at a thing and I wasn't able to be there for one reason or another, and you'll be disappointed. Like, you know, I am not perfect. None of us are. And I did the whole thing about like and all Christian leaders are failures in some way. And you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> right. So in this situation, though, yes. especially when it comes to sexual sin, you know, and the Bible makes a distinction that sexual sin is different. Right. You know, it's it's cliche in the church to say that, you know, God sees all sin the same. Well, in the sense that, yes, it all separates us from God, but he also makes some very different distinctions on certain sins. Yeah. Especially when it comes to children. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also sexual sin is, is repeatedly said, you know, like he who sex, sins sexually sins against his own body. Right. Doesn't say that about any other sin. Right. You know, um, a man who's sinning sexually, God does not hear his prayers. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, these things are, are to point out that it's different. And so... I think we need to look at this in, in two ways, and, I, and maybe this can guide our discussion a little bit. But I think the first thing we're, we're already hitting on a little bit is we need to ask, okay, what should Christian leaders do as operating? Right? What should they do in operation for themselves to keep themselves accountable yes. and keep yes. themselves pure? And then the other question we need to ask is what should Christian leaders do when these type of accusations come about. Yes, I think so, that's highly. So which one do we want to tackle? Well, I, I want to hit the celebrity thing first. Because okay, here's, no, that's fair. Here, here's what, here, and, and it's what you're saying. So it's, it's, it's bouncing off that first idea there. How do we make sure, how do we make sure we're, we're ourselves, not send ourselves up for a sexual sin, right? Because right. I think what the problem here, and I think what the nail, the nail that you hit on the head was, is this, that this, we're going to fail our people right. some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. And, and if I look at all of these examples that have happened over the last year, uh, you know, uh, Bill Heibel and John Chris mainly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they were the, the quintessential celebrity pastor. Right. Right? They were too big to fail. Mm. They were too big to confront. They were too big to say no to. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, uh, you know, I, and I remember reading the Bill Heibel stories and, and, and the secretary feeling, I couldn't say no. I couldn't say, this is Bill Heibel. This is the guy who created uh, the church, the Willow Creek Church, you know? Yeah, you know, and that's one thing that's kind of, I apologize for interrupting you, but that was one no, of the things. In, <laughs> no, you're right. I am not repentant of interrupting you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want everyone to know, I am not repenting of interrupting Larry. All right, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to wander into some dangerous territory. Yeah, that's okay. That's what podcasts are for. Right, fair enough. Um, I have never been the victim of that type of abuse or manipulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to be very careful on how I say this. Okay. It's... It's and maybe and I'm saying this because I think there might be some other people who question this, and so this is the main reason I'm bringing this up. Um, how do you get to the point where you believe in an individual human being so much that you will allow them to tell you to do things that are obviously sinful? Now, if you're young, 
because working with teenagers, yeah, I am very aware that what I say has extreme weight, mm-hmm. even if they don't like me. Yeah, right. And it might be extreme weight in the opposite direction, in yeah. the sense of like, if I say you shouldn't do this, well, then that, well, they're like, well, <laughs> I'm going to do that, right? You know. But when it comes to adults, which, from what I understand, in most of these situations, in this, in this instance, these were adults. Mm-hmm. How do you get to that point where like you don't say, but this is wrong? Like, and I'm not even asking you to have like deep theological knowledge. Yeah. Like, well, I think it's easier than you think. Uh, you know, you get somebody who's charismatic, uh, somebody who can talk well, somebody who uh, is very outgoing, um, somebody who's very well respected, uh, and, and and you know, people can convince themselves of lies pretty easily. You know, uh, as a matter of fact, in, but, this, in this Indie Star article, uh, you know, the accuser, one of the one of the ladies, um, who uh, you know we can say victim, you know, of of this man's um, you know influence, she specifically said, "I felt that it was wrong. I felt uncomfortable, but you know, it was you know he was telling me that, that you know that uh, he saw he saw God's work in my life. He saw." Uh, you know, he, it was flattering to think that God had called me to be, you know, to, uh, to be, uh, you know, a, uh, you know, a, an eventual pastor's wife because he was talking about marriage and, you know, th- these kind of things, you know, and so he, he said the right things, you know, um, and, and that's, people, people will listen to those things. If you know how to flatter somebody, people will listen to those things. It's the same way that prosperity gospel preachers, uh, can convince people to buy them a jet. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, it's the it's the same way. Or, <laughs> right. Or okay. or a politician. Right. But see, the thing is, I'm, I'm going to use your phrase. I'm going to push back on you. Please do push. <laughs> um, it's a far cry to write a check to hand over ten bucks and to. Get into bed with somebody. Yeah. I mean, as you said, you know, it's like, I, and I didn't read this article that you're talking about. I probably need to find it because I'd be very interested. I'll, I'll send it to you. All right. I'll put it in the uh, show notes as well So for the podcast listeners. So, like, I see you as what you're describing with this girl. Like, as you said, they're all good things. Mm-hmm. Now have a sexual relationship with me. Listen, man. I know it's not that simple. And I yeah. really, but I'm asking the question. See, here's, Here's my fear. We have to deal with sin on all levels. Yes. And the only way we can do that is admit to our sin. Yes. So, who sinned in this situation? In in the John Chris situation or in the, in the John Chris situation? Let's just go back. Let's let's narrow because otherwise we'll be here all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean. I mean, if you're talking about, you know, the, the, the sexual sin of premarital sex and things, you know, those kind of natures, you know, both parties, both parties. But John Christ is the one who's influence and, and power. Right. So, but does someone in power negate your own responsibility? No. However, we do go into the uh, the New Testament teaching that teachers have a double a double uh, a uh, standard, right? And, right? and so those with position of power are more to blame mm-hmm. uh, than those without power, right? right? And, and, you know... I agree. Uh, and I believe that, uh, you know, yes, while, uh, you know, go back to the days of the garden, right? Satan was more in trouble <laughs> than, <laughs> than Adam and Eve were, right? Uh, even though Adam and Eve still had consequences. And, and, and we're not saying that these women... Um, or any of these victims of, of sexual misconduct or whatever, harassment, abuse, that, that there are, uh, you know, not consequences for what they've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I find a hard, it's hard for me to say they share any of that blame. Okay. It's hard for me to say that because I know how easy it can be to manipulate somebody. Right. You know, I've seen it. Uh, you know, I, I, I've seen it. I've experienced it. Uh, and you know, you, you, one day you turn around and all of a sudden you're not, you're not anywhere where you thought you would be, Right. you know, in lesser ways. Well, right? but, let's get specific then. Yeah. Okay. And again, gosh, I'm already seeing the comments. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm, but whatever. 
Um, I'm just asking questions. So we got one of the situations that was described where this woman um, hung out with him, mm-hmm. then went back to his hotel room with mm-hmm. him yeah. late at night. Yeah. Then he invited her to do some things. She said no. Mm-hmm. Then he invited her to get in bed with him. Mm-hmm. That there, there wasn't any moment where where you said this is a dumb idea, like this doesn't make any sense. Now again, I also I, I am glossing. I'll fully admit I'm glossing over some parts of this because this, if you read the article, you read the story. This this lady was was dealing. I believe, if I remember correctly, was dealing was in an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. and he had used that situation to his advantage. Yeah. According to her, again, allegedly, let's you know get all the buzzwords out of the way. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, does this does does she does she have she have no culpability in this? Does she does she, basically because here's here's why I asked this question because if we go fully one, I, I fully agree with you saying is he more if we're going to determine fault and we can put percentages on it. Yes, is he more at fault? Yeah. Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, if we remove all responsibility and agency from these individuals to say that they are just simply manipulated people, that basically turns them into machines. Yeah. And if you just press the right buttons on a person, they have no help. They they can't be helped. They're just going to fall into this. No, listen, and 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 you know, I, I I agree with you, right? And and and. While I say that they're not to blame, they still have some culpability, perhaps, you know, uh, because had, you know, and I'm not saying John Chris is an evil man or anybody in this finds themselves in these situations are necessarily evil. Some are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some are just They've monsters. definitely done evil things. Yes. Some are definitely monsters and just prey on, on, mm-hmm. on people. I don't think John uh, Chris specifically is... At least as much as we know. As a predator. Yeah, we don't know, right? He could be come out. But as, as far as we know today, mm-hmm. he's a man with an addiction who struggled um, and used his celebrity status to feed the addiction. Right. Right? Um, and, and, and if any... And hurt a lot of people. Yeah, and hurt a lot of people, right? Uh, and so if I, were, if I were one of the pastors who were counseling this, these women, my advice to them would be to get counseling to work through the issues that led them to where they got to, right. you know, to deal with the surface, lo- not the surface level, but the deeper issues mm-hmm. that caused them to have this, but without saying, without telling them that, no, this is your fault, because right, I don't, it's, definitely, it's not, not, I, definitely not their fault. I'm not, yeah, but I, they I'm have, definitely uh, not suggesting that, yeah. internet, please hear, I am not suggesting that this is their fault yeah. in any way, shape, or form. But that there is, is an underlining issue mm-hmm. that, 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 that they have to submit to Christ and deal mm-hmm. with uh, through therapy that will ha- that will help them, you know, be healthier later on, right. right? So without assigning blame, we can still say there's issues that need to be resolved. Absolutely, right? Right. Uh, and, and so you know, that this is where this is where we're kind of you know because we're going to have to wrap up. Uh, you know, it feels like we still have so much to talk about. Gosh, yeah, man. Um, but let let's summarize the two things that we're talking about to get back to where you you know you're at. Number one, what's our role? as leaders. Uh, my position is, as a leader, I need to place myself in a, in a role of humility uh, and a role of, uh, of submission and servanthood so that people don't see me as greater than I actually am. Mm-hmm. My job is to point people to Christ mm-hmm. and not to me, to fight mm-hmm. the celebrity status of the pastor. Right. Right? What, what's your summary for us? Uh well, I, I'm not sure I could add anything to that because I think I'm in complete agreement. Uh, yeah. Is that we, we have to constantly be working towards the complete opposite. And, and there have been, for as many bad pastors as there have been out there who have done horrible, awful things, there's been just as many, if not more, more. pastors who have done the exact opposite. Yeah, I say and more. Have, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I would think so too. Yeah. And you don't hear about those people. Well, yeah, that doesn't make news. <laughs> yeah, Local true. pastor does his job. Yeah, that's not a headline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not at all. Um, I think I think we need to do that. I think in everything that you said, kind of tacking on to that though, if we are approached by someone who brings up an issue of this nature, we need to think about what our first response is going to be. And our first response, I think, should be to immediately look into the situation. 
there is always, and I don't care who you are, and people can yell at me and be angry about this, but there is a gut-level reaction from mm-hmm. all people in situations like this who want to say, no, it's not true. Not because we're saying the person's a liar, not because of, you know, that we, you know, want to try to hide the sin, but because we don't want evil things to have happened. Yeah. Nobody wants evil things to have right. happened and have to experience that and to see all that's going to come about because of it. But we have to fight against that gut level reaction. Mm-hmm. I would argue in the situation that you described from the Indy Star and, and not knowing these people or situations, I would highly doubt that the people in charge intentionally tried to cover it up. Mm. I would say it was probably more they let that gut level feeling take control because they didn't want it to be true. Right. And I will and say that's not right and yeah. that's not good. And we need to be aware that that is our feeling and we need to start out saying, no, I can't do that because if it is true, it needs to be dealt with now before right. somebody else gets hurt. One of the church board members, because you didn't read the article, did uh, did say, look, I'll, I, I take the blame for for covering this, for covering this up unintentionally, right? So, okay. uh, yeah, so that 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 is, that is in there. But I, I agree with you. And here's here's what I do. If somebody came to me and said, Larry, this you know, uh, somebody in the church has uh, you know sexually harassed me, abused me, whatever. Uh, number one, I'm going to I'm going to listen to everything they have to say. I'm Absolutely. And I'm going to. While I may not validate the uh, the the accusation, I will val- I will at least validate their emotion in this, right? Mm-hmm. That you know that this is this is serious. This is something that we don't take lightly, right? Um, but I'm not going to investigate it alone. I'm going to walk through the steps that I'm going to take with the person that's talking with me, mm-hmm. right? So I said, look, here's what here's where I'm going to go next. Right. I'm going to talk to, you know, in my position here at the Cornerstone, I'm going to talk to my senior minister. Right. I'm going to bring it to the elders. If it's a, if it's something illegal happened, you know, then the cops will be, you know, I would encourage them, them mm-hmm. to call the cops, you know, mm-hmm. and that we will work with them in any way, shape, or form that we can to get this situated and <clears throat> solved. Right, mm-hmm. uh, and then and only then once I have once I take you know, taking the steps do I do we bring this to you know the person to get their side of the story right mm-hmm. you know, to the person getting accused right you know because I think we have to, I think the problem with all of these uh, situations is that the victim doesn't feel heard you know they don't feel that that the church is doing. Uh, you know, justice, right? Uh, you know, in, in dealing with their situation, and you know, I, and I think that that's what needs to be fixed. If we can fix that, you know, we can at least solve the problem. And mm-hmm. if ministers felt uh, that their career really could be over if this happened, maybe they'd be a little bit more cautious in how they dealt with things. Right. You know, because I think some of us stumble into that sexual sin mm. uh, rather than intentionally. Like he's like you said, no one wakes up in the morning saying, hey, today I'm going to sexually sin. Right. right? Nobody does that. Like no. They stumble into it just like anybody else does. Right. You know, and so if we put up the walls and we make this as serious as it needs to be, mm-hmm. you know, um, then I think that we'll deal with this better. And unfortunately, it had to come to this for it to be serious. Yeah. And, you know, uh, my prayers go out to, um, you know, all the people who've been affected by this. Yeah, uh, for sure. The, the women who have been uh, hurt. Yeah. Um, I, I even pray for John. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I also feel, you know, for those who worked with him, I mean, it, it, this is nowhere near as bad, but, you know, there's a lot of people who worked with him and, you know, their, their careers are over in that field. Yep. Uh, that's that's a shame. Yeah, you know, and it, this, if nothing else, this should be a warning to a lot of a lot of people out there who work in ministry, uh, one way or another. Um, that you know, it's not just you. You are not your own. Yes. <laughs> you know, and and this is true of all of us in many ways. I yeah. mean, you don't have to be in ministry. You mean just being a parent? Yeah. Just being a parent, quote unquote. <laughs> it's no small thing. Um, but you know, it doesn't just affect you. There's a, you know, there's a reason why the Bible talks about this so much. And yes. There's a reason why there's so many warnings. Yes. And we need to make sure that, you know, we can never forget that we are not just doing it's, we don't, we, there is no difference between your private and public life. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. What you do in private affects what's, what happens in public. Amen. And you can't pretend like those are two separate things. It will come out. It will affect yep. in one way or another. Yeah, you can't hide any of this stuff, right? Yeah. And so, listen. Not if, for long. If you are, um, you know, if you are struggling 
uh, with uh, sexual addiction or sin mm -hmm. or any kind of addiction, uh, we encourage you to get help. Right. Uh, you know, and you can contact us at Cornerstone. Uh, you know, uh, you can find us on our Facebook page. You can go to our website, cornerstonerock.org. You can email Matt or I. It's right. Matt at cornerstonerock.org or Larry at cornerstonerock.org and we will get you the help that you need. There's um, also, uh, in one of the ministries that we support, uh, Rafa Restoration yes. House. Uh, it's a it's a marriage counseling group, but they also have recently expanded and they are starting with, uh, it's specifically for men, um, because I think men, I just generally men deal with sexual sin more so than but it's a, they're starting a program to help uh, give men accountability for dealing with pornography. Yes. And staying away. It's not even, even if you're not addicted already, uh, which by the way, if you're looking at it, you're addicted. So yeah, keep that in mind. Um, but you know, even if you're not addicted, you just want to make sure that you don't become addicted because it's just everywhere. It is caught. You can't go and there's, there's no place safe on the internet. Yeah. You know, parents live in fear who gave your kid a smartphone. Um, that is out there and you want to make sure that you don't fall into it. This, they have, they have stuff that they're starting now to help out with that. So, yeah. uh, Rafa Restoration House. Uh, definitely check them out. But if you can't find them, just call, contact us and we'll point yeah, you in the right definitely. direction. Yeah, definitely. And let me just say this. If, if you are a victim of sexual abuse or um, manipulation or harassment, uh, and even if that extends to physical, emotional, or mental, um, find somebody to talk to. Absolutely. Uh, you know, go, go to somebody, report it. Don't feel like you have to cower in the shadows or that you're going to be judged or that you're going to be condemned. You're, you know, you're not to blame. So if you need someone to talk to, talk to them because it's so vastly important that you do. Right. All right? And, and, and one last thing. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I know you're trying to close it, but I really just want to you're say fine. this. Please also remember if you are a victim of this, you know, God loves you. Yes. He cares about you. Mm. You know, and he does not want this to happen to you. And if you are afraid of reporting this, even if you're afraid of whatever might happen to you, understand that you stepping out and being brave on that, you can save somebody else from it happening to them. Amen. That's and great. And yeah, so please keep that in mind. Uh, we love you. We're here for you in any way that we can be. Right. So. All right. Well, that concludes our bonus episode uh, of Coffee and Conversation. Thanks, Matt. Thank you for having me. Uh, for being a part of this. Um, our final episode of the season will air next week. Uh, and, uh, you know, after that, any bonus episodes will come out as news breaks on certain topics that matter uh, to the church. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, we hope you subscribe and review and rate us on iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Music or any of your favorite podcatchers. Uh, but, hey, you know, let us know how we're doing. Uh, and if you have any ideas for, the, for our future show, just let us know. All right? Uh, that does it for the podcast today, guys. Peace, love, and soul. Bye.